Hey everybody, this is Julio. And Leslie. And this is Hold Up. How much? La 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 la. Canta con mi coro, oye como va. La 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 la. Deja la tristeza, échala para allá. And we're back. This is Julio. As always, joined here by the radiant Leslie Munoz. How are you today? I'm good. Hi. It's been a little bit of a break. You know, nothing interesting has been happening in the world. Just, you know, fun stuff. The world's going to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> it's been awesome. You know, but, you know, we took a little bit of a break. We took a little bit of a hiatus. A long hiatus. A little bit of a hiatus. And, you know, trying to figure out this whole COVID thing and trying to, you know, make sure that things are settled, make sure that nothing's been impacted. And I'm sure if you've, you're out there... And you've been impacted. You've been feeling the, you know, everything that's just happening in the world right now. And it's been crazy from since day one. Very crazy. And now we're working from home, seeing each other's faces every day. Wow. What am I going to do with myself? <laughs> ah! no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so, I mean, tell us, tell us a little bit about how you as a teacher working remotely, because I know that that's like the easiest thing to do, you know, working with kids via technology. <laughs> Can you imagine you guys had AR? What's Augmented it? reality. It's like, oh, hey. It's like all that digital, like. No. <laughs> it has been crazy, but it's also been um, fun. Um, I mean, I like that I get to be home um, more with JJ and spend time with him and see him um, because I felt like I missed out a lot on like things that he was doing and developing. Um, but I also miss my my students. I miss seeing them. I miss like talking to them, seeing how their day is going. But I feel like just like with texting, people get more um, closer to people because that that barrier, that wall is there, and and people are more comfortable saying things um, to other people. So my kids, I feel like, have opened up to me. Um, we have lots of Zoom meetings. Um, they like to show me their pets or their siblings. Once showed me his chickens. Oh, gallina. <laughs> his garden. Um, so they're having a lot of fun. And, you know, they always ask to see JJ, which, you know, JJ loves. But the kids also love because it opens them up to, like, seeing a personal side of me that they don't get to see very often. Um, but the struggles in the classroom are that much more with distance learning just because I don't have them right there and it's harder and it's impacted by like family life and things going on within the family and and I mean I'm sure everyone you know if you're married and you're or you're living with your significant other and you're both working from home you know you get in these little like arguments and so you want to choke the living hell out of each other let's be real okay it's like battle royale Um, (laughs) so with the kids, I mean, a lot of my kids live in different environments that are much more some violence, some just just different. So I just feel like I'm living in Shawshank Prison. More. Oh my gosh, stopping dramatic. <laughs> Shawshank Prison. But I'm super excited because um, this week is one of my students' birthdays, so I'm putting together a birthday parade for him, and um, a bunch of the teachers and I are going to get together. Question. And deliver some balloons. Will there be clowns? No. There should be clowns. No. We're going to get a, a clown during 
Corona time. Great question. I have the answer. Hireaclown.com. <laughs> and if there's not a website called hireaclown.com, <laughs> and if it's a pornographic site, I am so sorry. Kids show, do not Google that if that's a bad site. Hireaclown.com. It is called live search right now as we're searching while we're recording. Is this a real website? Hire a clown. No, hire a clown dog. Is it is it real? Oh no. Wait. Wait for it, everybody. Wait a minute. It's real. <laughs> Bring on the clown. Perfect. So just so you all know, there is a website. I don't know if it's in America. It might be Scandinavia. All we know, oh my god, that is a hideous clown. <laughs> Virginia Beach, Virginia. You're welcome. Oh, and it's in Atlanta. Oh, they're all over the world. The great thing is they have diverse clowns. So they have Hispanic oh, clowns. Oh, it's Miami, Bella the Clown. And if you're in Miami, get ready. Bella the Clown <laughs> is there for you. 200 an hour. Oh, my God. Are you serious? They all charge 200 an hour. I mean, do they make pandas for you or something? Stop it. $200 for a clown? Nah, man. Remember the good old days when you could just hire a random person off the streets and you'd pay them like 50 bucks and they can just like, or give them a beer and they can just be a clown for your kid's birthday party? Oh, my God. Did that ever happen to you? No. Mine's his name was Willow. <laughs> Willow the Clown. Oh, my God. Anyways, so, yeah, it's been interesting. You know, uh, I mean, what else has happened? I mean, coronavirus is dominating everything. You turn on the news, coronavirus. You turn on infomercial, coronavirus. You turn on anything, it has to do with coronavirus. It's like, what, what do we want by today? Corona, there's no more wipes, so I don't know what you're using to clean yourselves, but wipes are gone. Toilet paper is gone, apparently. Uh, well, it's starting to get back a little bit better, but toilet paper is still on the... On the low side. Endangered species list? Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's been, funny. it's been rough, man. It's been, it's been a tough time. I mean, right, remember back in the days, it used to be like, hey man, I can get you a free watch, man, or this Rolex, man, it's a Folex. They're doing the same thing now with toilet paper. Hey man, it's one ply. I go, I only use two ply on these buns. <laughs> <laughs> oh so it's been interesting. It's been interesting to say the least. But yeah, I mean, the government also has given everybody money. So there's that. I mean, I guess it's, it's been interesting to see if we can get, you know, some Keshola from the government, but it's been pretty good. Other than that, I mean, it's been, I mean, now, I mean, to look at the serious side, I mean, the last time we talked, we were talking about hubcaps falling off of cars, and we were talking <laughs> oh about, His you know, encounter with the law. Oh yeah, my encounter with the law, which, by the way, I mean, that has still, it just got resolved last month, okay? I think last time we talked was, what, February? Yeah. And, and April. I mean, it's just crazy, okay? Listen, law enforcement people out there, or not not really law enforcement, but the courts, what the hell, man? <laughs> it's like, can't you not make it easy? We're in Miami. Well, maybe you should have been speeding. Listen, don't tell me how to live my life, okay? <laughs> I do what I want. I mean, well, except when it comes to ingesting bleach or wearing masks. I will not ingest bleach, and I will wear a mask. Oh, so, my God. Let's there's that. But anyways, uh, the whole thing is, it's like, I, went, I go to the, uh, the court system in Miami. It's super easy. You can hire an attorney. It's like, no pagas a ti, Alejana. You know, Alejana, he's got your back, bro. And, and what he'll do is you pay him like 70 bucks. I mean, this is back in like 2008. You pay him 70 bucks and he go to court for you, fight it. And that's it. No points, no points, no suspended license, no traffic school. You are solid. Here, no. You, we went from Alejana to Alberto... Almos, and it's like you can't even hire anybody. What the hell's going on, man? Why can't I do I this? Know. Why do you all hate I, me? I don't know. Why is Texas never... making it so difficult? Because you have to abide by our rules. Uh, your rules are weird. Anyways, 
So what's what's new with you? So I mean, it's just like now, you know, we went from traveling to now working from home twenty four seven. No more going to any of the places, and it's been you know really like focusing in on virtual work, which for us, you know, we have to meet doctors all the time, and what I currently do. So it's like always going out there, and it went from always going out there, going to different doctors' offices, to literally just doing everything by phone or by uh, Microsoft Teams or by just all kinds of weird outreach that you would never have seen in the past. But I mean, we're, we've been blessed that we still have jobs. You know, I mean, I know yes. my company went through a big layoff phase, so they laid off a bunch of people. And you know, now it's like the scary thing is, it, and one of the things I want to talk about in this show is, you know. Everybody says, you know, when the first economic downturn happened, it was like, that was a once-in-a-generation occurrence. Yeah. Now there's a second once-in-a-generation occurrence that has happened. So we've gone from the Great Recession to the housing market collapse to, oh, we're making a recovery, but we're not really earning what we used to be earning, to, oh, you know, we, we're finally starting to see, you know, wages and stuff starting to come up a little bit. Oh, by the way, now there's a pandemic. Everything's gone back to hell. Yeah. It's like... And you know what's scary, though? Like, um, one of our family members is telling us that she has a close friend um, that had a restaurant. I mean, not had a restaurant. She worked for a restaurant. She was a manager. She had a great job. Um, and they have a couple locations here in um, the area of San Antonio. And um, she... Um, they informed us that the location that she worked at, which is on our side of town, will no longer be opening which is scary because a lot of businesses are doing that. And, I mean, you would never think that certain businesses would, you know, not be around because they've done so well. But it's just with this pandemic, it's not been, it's just been so, like I guess, catastrophic, if you want to say. Yeah. And um, they haven't been able to recuperate. And, you know, it's a little, it's scary. So, you know, I mean, thankfully she still has a job and she's taking a different position but i mean that position does pay you know less than what she was making you know in her annual income but i mean thankfully she still has a job but i mean that's just one person out of millions that i'm sure are facing the same situation and you know like that's kind of something that like we haven't really heard about like they've touched on the news but they haven't and so it's just a reality which makes you realize like how important it is to like make sure that like not only are your finances are in order but just everything in general in order you know it's funny i mean think about i mean and going back to what you're saying you know we're i think we've surpassed already over 20 million people that are either unemployed or are seeking extra benefits or are just in a situation where they went from having a job i mean and it's and not having a job and look yeah. at every state florida in orlando like disney we were going to disney all the time they just furloughed 100,000 people uh, you look at a lot of these healthcare uh, companies. You know they're furloughing folks left and right. You look at California; they use jobs that you know were once thriving and do not exist anymore. You look at you know Washington D.C. Look at Georgia. Look at uh, Michigan. Michigan's been, I mean, tr- trampled with this whole thing. And you know, the, I I was sitting back and thinking to myself, remember the days of our parents and our parents' parents. I mean, I can't if I I, I can't really say my parents and my parents' parents. Because my parents are immigrants, so but like with your family, you know your your family's been here a very long time, yeah. you know. So you think about yeah, your parents and your parents' parents, you know, they would have one job for years, 20, 30, 40 years, you know what I'm yeah. saying, working nonstop, and then they would either get a pension from that location, 
or they would retire from that job and that's they would they would be at one place for more than once for more than for several years yeah and i think about that i honestly think that the days of people being at a job for five plus years i think that those days are done to be 100 percent honest with you i i think there we're, we're entering now an economy i mean and i know we say millennials and stuff like that i know that people are jump you know jump from time to time but the ability to be at a company or at a job for more than five to ten years that's done with think about it with the last time that, that, that something happened in the economy was oh wait yeah. i know i was getting out of college uh, or university i know a lot of people had already graduated by then people were in their careers but think about it between 08 to 2010 or better yet from 2007 to 2010 in that three-year gap you know there were a ton of layoffs there were mm-hmm. you know there were a ton of people that lost you know wages people that uh you know could not get back into the into the uh, working environment there are people that say ha- had to find different traits or find different ways of life then think about it between 2010 2016 that's a six-year gap there 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 was some growth there was some you know some bounce back wages started climbing just a little bit and then think about it so from 16 to 20 that's so that six-year gap people started finding jobs people started getting into the workforce again there were some you know opportunities that raised but from 16 to 20 it's like and again i understand it's a pandemic but it's a it was a freak of nature situation that just everything's gone I also think that, like, it's making... I wonder if it's going to change the generation of of jobs that, like, people, like, pursue. Um, like, for example, it's, like, made me very thankful that I have a job that is pretty much almost indispensable. I mean, you're always going to need te- a teacher, no matter what. You're always going to need a health professional. Um, you're always going to need... Um, what janitorial uh, i mean yeah. trades trades like car repairs and janitorial um you know everything is essential basically like the essential workers and you know it's crazy because the people that are not essential you know are the ones without jobs and so i wonder if it's gonna the this class of 2020 if it's going to impact them in a way to where they maybe start pursuing things that are essential i don't know just a thought that i had um so thinking here's a very uh uh, uh i don't know what if do it's, you think though I, I don't think it's i don't know if this is a very risque thing i want to say or if it's a very like common thing that people are out there saying but i think we've entered an era where the side hustle now is a necessity and i'm not talking about you know i'm selling a, a pyramid scheme to my friends or trying to sell you dinars from iraq it's I really think that we've entered a, a stage where having one job does not cut it anymore. And it's it's sad to say that. And I know there's people out there who are like, well, look at me. You know, I invested in here and now Bitcoin and this and that. And, you know, now I'm, I'm a multimillionaire. Well, even like the influencers, like, I mean, like, yeah, that's a cool job. And I think that's a lot like. But they still have, a, they, they yeah, they, they have their, their, their stuff where they promote like on Instagram, but they still yeah, got to sell but- merch. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, if, like, for example, the families that are hurting right now, like, they are not going to be looking at influencers, you know, to help them make a better living. You know what I mean? At this point, they can't. Or even, like, right now, maybe some people are being more um, frugal with the way that they're spending their money because you never know what could happen. Yeah. And that's a a trade, and that's an amazing job. But I also think, realistically... Um, maybe it's not like something that people pursue in the I, future. I, I just think that 
the days of people just having one job are out the door. My personal opinion. And here's why I mean that. I've always seen, you know, in the past, you know, if you're in a solid trade or you or if you're great at your job and you can make yourself indispensable, you know, you can see yourself at a certain job for a very long time. I think those days are gone. Because what's, at the end of the day, no matter what the company is, what the corporation is, you know, especially if it's a big company, at the end of the day, if they've got to save a buck, if they've got to stop the bleed somewhere, the first one to take the hit is the, you know, it's 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 the, the ground workers. Or the person that makes the most. Exactly. Well, but think about it. Think about it. No, it's going to be the person that makes a little. Think about it. How many CEOs have lost their jobs here in the last... Yeah, you're right. Yeah. How many uh, VPs are losing their job left and right? Nobody. So who's the ones that are being cut off? Are being the, the, the low-level worker who's probably making $10, $11 an hour, making $40,000 a year, stuff like that. And a lot of these jobs are not coming back. That's that's the thing. People, I don't know there's people out there protesting saying, open the country back up. But here's the thing. Like the same way you saw after 07, between 07 and 09, mm-hmm. the jobs that started coming back, while there were some coming back, it was very lean. And slowly but surely, certain other areas started opening up, but the wages never got back up there. Granted, between 2000, uh, 2015 to 20, 2019, we started seeing people getting paid a little bit more, but it never, ever hit like this robust growth where people were making a crap ton of money. I mean, unless you were investing in stuff yeah. or if you were building something yourself, you really didn't see like this giant... I mean, if you were in a part of a giant company, you weren't seeing your your, your salary just balloon. Yeah. It, it was a slow trickle up. What's happening now is we're entering this other pandemic. We don't know when a, a vaccine's coming. We don't know, uh, you know, how this is going to impact the world moving forward. Because, yes, we're seeing people recover, but what does it look like afterwards? I'm not telling you we're going to be zombies after all this, but what I'm basically saying is what is going to be the impact on the body on the people that did get coronavirus? What is going to be the impact on the economy and how we travel? Because, you know, some of the articles that I'm reading, I read something today on the New York Times that said airfare will change, or not airfare, but the way you fly is going to change after this whole thing is settled, whether it's they're putting partitions in between seats, like, a, you know, like the, when you go to the store now, there's a glass, mm-hmm. th- that plexiglass that they put in front of the workers so that, you know, you don't spit on them or whatever it is. They're even talking about putting plexiglass in between seats on wow, airplanes. there's like barely enough room. Exactly. But so that, that's one con that they brought up. They brought up the fact that now they're going to have, uh, so if you're in three chairs, one chair is facing front, the other chair is facing back, another chair is facing front. So not everybody is, you know, facing the same direction. That they've talked about that. They've talked about uh, permanently wearing masks while you're flying and like contactless uh, stuff. Like, you know, the the days of getting, you know, sodas and stuff like that while you're flying, they're starting going away, away from that for the next maybe year or so. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's going to be a completely different world. Be like chills well, think about it. But crazy. so so now it's like, what do you do now if you're in this world to try to figure out, okay, the days of having one job are gone because at the end of the day, Think to yourself, if I lose now this one, in the past, if you were, like I said, if you, if you were indispensable, yeah. you felt like you were, you know, walking and there was a safety net of your work ethic. Yeah. Now, a pandemic comes or anything happens, that's it. I mean, now you're basically walking on a tether. If you have, you're walking on a tethered line with no support if you only have one job. So you got to think to yourself, what can I do on the side? Whether it's Uber, whether it's cleaning. Well, even Uber, like... <laughs> Uber Eats, yeah, that's oh, no, no, awesome. Uber, yeah, no, no, like, that's what I meant. I'm sorry, I meant food delivery. But like, well, people are still Ubering, believe it or not. I mean, which is well, crazy. Yeah. But but think about it. it. It's what can I do on the side? Is it maybe I develop, you know, I don't know, uh, cleaning agents. And maybe I, I 
look at secondhand market when it comes to disinfecting. Maybe I look at the secondhand market when it comes to food preparation, uh, delivery, something where we're working, you know, to try to do something on the side. Because I honestly believe that, the, like I said, and I've, I know I've said this already four times, you know, since we've been starting talking about this, I really do think that the, the, the days of having one job are gone. I think it, it's either you do something full time and then after hours or maybe uh, throughout on the weekends, you're investing in something or you're you know, doing something where you're working with uh, uh, other companies or you're out there investing in maybe the stock market or you're doing something that's a secondary option. I, I Something that if, God forbid, anything like this happens again, you can say, you know what? Yes, I might not be making a killing over here, but I make enough money on this side where mm-hmm. it covers the house payment or it covers daycare or it covers your meals or it covers something because if you lose this primary spot right here at least you know this over here can at least cover your necessities mm-hmm. or can build your safety net which is your your savings so that if something does happen again i at least have a cushion before i can find something else but i really do think that we now need to sit back and think to ourselves okay what is a trade that we well, can pick up that can help well you mentioned like um the not the pyramid schemes, but I know that, like, I was thinking about it. Like, people can't go to gyms. Like, we don't even know what that situation is going to look like. And so, like, I know I have a lot of friends that do, um, what is it, Beachbody. And, like, I'm pretty sure that that's an area where they've seen, like, growth in, like, growing themselves. Because, like, you need, people need to stay fit. And so you have to have home workouts. And so that's where I can see like a side hustle on that part would work just because it's a necessity. It's something that people need or people want, especially if you've been going to the gym like all the time. Yeah. Or I mean, there's going to be like, in looking also like, let's look at healthcare for a second, you know, for the last four to five years, I know healthcare has been trying to move very slowly, I, I would say, because I've been working in healthcare now a little over 10 years. But I know in the last four to five years, healthcare's really been trying to move in the direction of telehealth, telemedicine. The problem is health insurance companies don't want to really pay for it. They don't really understand it yet. How does it work? What do we reimburse? But now this whole pandemic has had to force healthcare into pushing the envelope to telemedicine. And I honestly believe that something like this had to happen for healthcare to really catch up to the times and really not focus digitally. The problem now is, what happens to the older generation? People that are 70, that are 80, that are 90, that are, are out there that do not have the capabilities to, you know, know how to work a computer, that don't know how to, you know, work an iPhone, that don't know how to work, you know, uh, conference calls or just stuff like that. Yeah. How do you teach now a generation, a generation that's also sought how to buy insurance by going to a doctor's office, by going to group meetings, how do you now get that group of people to use 100% digital? I just don't think you can. I mean, for one thing, like, a lot of them don't have the capability to do that, nor do some of them have the means to that, because think about it, like, a lot of them are on a fixed income, and so in order to afford, like, internet service and that kind of thing, well, like, that's, that's why I think, out of their budget. Well, that's why I think now it's like, <laughs> as a country, as a world, so to say, we really have to now start thinking about what are so, what is now considered essential, and I'm and I, it's and it's and it's important not to talk about something that people have not wanted to talk about for a long time, and that's internet. Internet, so there's still you would think 
whether you live in the United States or if you live anywhere in the world and you are an advancing economy, you're an advancing country, you would think internet is something that should be provided mm. to all, yeah. right? But the problem is it's being governed by certain like companies and there are still what's called dead zones in certain, like here in the United States, there are still areas that are considered dead zones. I'm talking about areas where, not even from where we live, you drive 15, 20 minutes south, there's a bunch of kids that you probably have worked with that have no internet. Well, not well that because it's expensive and they can't afford it and that's almost like a luxury. But like in this instance, like we are now the kids are forced to like have to use the internet. But then there's some where they still can't afford it or um, they've actually made it free um, to install. But like because so many people needed it, you know. No, they can't. But it's even crazy. Like on the side of town, we live on a on a pretty decent side of you know, middle class side of town. But there's even people here on this side of town that don't have it. So like, I just um, got an email from my school that the Spurs organization um, set up their Wi-Fi um, to be able to access it from the parking lot. So if the kids are trying to do their their schoolwork, they can sit in their cars and go do their schoolwork. I just think that's crazy. But see, that's this is where I say <clears throat> the private sector is trying to find ways to fill areas that the public sector has struggled to keep up with. Yeah, it's we're at the point now where what are necessities? Food, water, electricity, and internet. You need internet to function. Internet now is it's not something that that you're just using for Facebook and Google and for Instagram. It's now medicine because yeah. now you never know if another pandemic is going to come. Because you, you know, with the way that I mean, these, like I said, what are the chances that a once in a generation thing can happen twice? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, it clearly could because I mean, but no, no, but that's what I'm saying. It's happened now twice, yeah. so you have to now get ready because it can happen again and again and again. So now we've had to hit the spot where okay, food and water necessities, electricity is a necessity. Yeah. What you know, a, a shelter is a necessity. So now. Internet it has now become a necessity. Not just 5G, but I think it's just internet in general. There has to be an opportunity where people have access to internet. And I know I'm going on a tangent here about infrastructure and what the places need and stuff like that. But, you know, as a society, we really need to start thinking to ourselves, you know, are we advancing fast enough to meet what are true necessities nowadays? Because I truly believe when you look at, you know, how we're working, what we're doing, and how we can access people Internet's going to become key, whether you're, it's your faith, whether it's your banking, whether it's your medicine. Uh, internet is going to become a big player here moving forward, especially as we go through this pandemic. But the one thing I did really want to focus on is how we are, how we are coping currently with the situation, but also <clears throat> how we are advancing our mindset of, hey, I only do this one thing for the rest of my life because I honestly truly believe it's got to it's got to shift. It's got to go. Okay, I do this during the day. Maybe at night, I, I you know I do some after hours trading, or I provide a service, or I start building something on my own. You know the that not every I understand that everybody's an entrepreneurial mindset or that they have this set. But you know what? Being an entrepreneur doesn't mean I'm gonna you know start a Fortune 500 company. I'm gonna be an influencer. I'm gonna be all that stuff. But it's finding something that differentiates you from everything that's going on whether it's picking up trash whether it's making frijole whether it's doing something that sets you apart you know and that can can guarantee you some kind of earning potential if something like this ever happens again yeah i think that's true that's really good to think about i mean because i'm sure like 
there's lots of people that wish that they had some form of extra well, I mean, income. And on top of that, I mean, it, it, it whether it's, and even even savings. I mean, there's a lot of people that are struggling out there because you know they, you know, whether they have two or three kids, or you know, they're trying to catch up on bills that they had, or maybe they were just getting out of the hole. You know what I mean? And they were on the verge of paying some stuff off, and then boom, this happens. Now they're back to square one. So it's like, okay, where does the help come from? Where does you know? And a lot of times, you know, we as a society, yeah. I, I know the first thing we want to do is we want to have run to the government, and have them fix everything. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, let me let me say something. I mean, I'm I'm a disabled vet, and I I don't know about you guys, but if you ever used the VA, <laughs> having the government trying to fix something, you have a better chance of you know fixing some. You you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning than having the government fix something for you in that regards. It's been great. I mean, I do think there's areas where the government really needs to step in and really get fixed. That's why I say internet. The government trying to find a way to provide internet to everyone. In a way, if we can do it at our parks, if we can do it in our public spaces, we should be able to provide it to everybody that's that's in this country. But <laughs> we can't just be 100% saying the government's going to solve every single one of our issues. We can't. One thing I think, too, that we haven't, like, that I know that um, I've seen arise in with my community and, like, meaning what, like, the kids I teach is there's been a huge rise in domestic violence and... Like, that yeah. has, like, been, like, really, really heavy on my heart. And I have a couple students, you know, kind of dealing with some issues like that. So, you know, as a teacher, it's kind of been a thing that, you know, like, you hear about it at school and you put measures in place to, to you know, prevent that stuff or try to help. But, you know, because you're in the kids, you're basically in the kids' homes because, you know, you're in a Zoom call, but you're there at their house and, and you feel the environment or you hear the environment. And um, that's one of the things that has risen because of um, this pandemic. People are in the house more and, you know, they are literally are stuck in a situation because all of these services um, that, that that community or, you know, people that are um, in those situations, you know, depend on. Yeah. And that's another thing that, like, is very, very scary. And I think another thing that somehow there needs to be some governmental reform about that, just because, I mean, those are, like, essential things that, like, people's lives could be at risk. Yeah, I mean, I really do think that this whole situation has caused people to rethink their lives in general, their lives financially, their lives spiritually, emotionally, even just how we operate as people. You know, I, I think that this has really opened the eyes of like, you know, maybe the things that we thought were really important aren't really that important. And on top of that, it's going to change the way that we operate. People think that, okay, we're going to, you know, go think back. go back to just how... I honestly believe that we're never going to go back to the way things were. No, I think we as a country, as, a, as the world... Society. No, society. I mean, the whole entire world... Are, we're going to be operating a whole lot differently. But, I mean, like you were saying, like, I feel like it has, you know, changed us a lot because, I mean, I feel like we have um, been able to spend time with, like, J- with JJ and been able to be, to care for him and, and be at home while still working. That has changed our lives. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I know that we've saved a lot of money 
you know, because we haven't been able to go anywhere. But I mean, we've been I know a lot of people have been able to prioritize things in their lives, like maybe getting rid of clutter, like organizing stuff, because we're always so busy. And we're like, oh, we'll get to it, get to it, get to it. But we never do because like, oh, there's this movie coming out or, you know, there's this restaurant we got to go try or, you know, we have to go to this birthday party. But when that is all taken away, like there's so much things we can do. And like it makes you realize that like, yes, it's very important to like spend time with people and enjoy those types of things. But also like on the other on the flip side, like what are we neglecting or what are we not doing that we could be doing to make the best use of our time? Yeah, I think, it, you know, to add to all this, it's. We look at these situations that take place and we really try to figure out, you know, first of all, you need to disconnect yourself from the negativity. Because if you turn on TV, every wow. other thing is, oh my God, you know, whenever it, a year or two years or before. all these millions of people. It's like, oh, no jobs, no this, no that. I, I mean, we get it. You it's, have to limit the screen time. Yeah, but we, we get that it's it's rough out there. I get it. it it's it's going to be, anytime you're going to be looking at stuff, it's going to be, oh my God, how do we solve this? Or is there a cure? Or how do we do that? But there's got to be some mental health time. Like some time where you guys sit back and say, okay, I'm in the situation now. What do we do? Okay. Let's, let's, let's figure out how do we solve this, whether it's take a walk every day, whether it's take a drive, not necessarily go get out of the car and go walk somewhere, but look, just get in the car and just drive maybe around the neighborhood Drive around the block. Go drive, you know, around your city. It, it just take your try to take some time and take your family with you sometimes. Because a lot of times we say, "Well, I need t- alone time," but you know, try to figure out. You know, this is a prime time where you can truly build those bonds that maybe have been lacking for years. You know, I think our crash course for this was when we lived in North Carolina. <laughs> we had no money. We had nothing. We we really could, couldn't go anywhere because anything was like an hour north, an hour south. So I really yeah. do think that for us, North Carolina was our crash course for COVID-19. Yeah, we really, because we were living on, on your income because I couldn't find a job yeah. there for like a whole year. And so we literally lived on his income and we couldn't really go anywhere. It wasn't. It, <laughs> gas was expensive. I mean, there really was nothing to do in this town. So it was like, okay, how do we find things to do while we're here? So take, you know, take walks. Let's go, you know, take up a hobby. Let's take up sports. You know, you got into like... Uh, pictures and I did take I did grow my photography business a little bit more just so I can make a little bit of money which yeah. did help it helped with groceries or you know like if I wanted a like a treat or if I wanted a new shirt like that was you know money there but it helped a lot with groceries yeah um because but it was like it it, it, it gave us the ability to kind of like okay this part of our lives is gone now how do we make you know lemonade with these limes you know what I'm saying uh, so it's like we need to figure out how we make a bad situation good. And that's the thing. You know, right now you might be in a very bad situation. You mm-hmm. might say, you know what? You know, Julio and Leslie, I, I lost my job. Or, you know what? I, I'm still recovering from coronavirus. Or I'm dealing with, you know, my kids who I have all my kids now at home. And it's hard to be able to do my job and also watch my kids. Or, hey, I've got to go to the hospital every night. And I, my kids have to stay home. And, you know, I don't know who's going to watch and things of that nature. I think, I think this is a time where we need to figure out, you know, what is it that we really need to focus on and how do we move forward? Because you know what? If, if one minute you are making all this, all this money at your job and that job is now gone, you know, you have two choices. I can either adapt or I can, you know, just wallow in this and figure out, oh my God, what am I going to do in my life? 
You know, I, I truly think this is a time in our lives where we have to now decide what do we do moving forward? Do we want us to just go back to our old ways and just, you know, hopefully nothing bad happens. Hopefully everything turns out right. Or do we want to like really analyze our next steps, be more analytical on how we do things? Do we really need to be spending money on this? Do we really need to be focusing on things that really were not that important and, and really take that time and those finances and those and that energy we were forcing into one area and really try to now divide it into areas that are going to be beneficial for us, whether it's a side hustle, whether it's developing something new, whether it's building a new bond with your family that you never had. Mm. So just... It's th- a scary situation. I know like this morning... Um, I went and did a photography session um, for this family that I've been taking their pictures ever since their kids were 12 and probably 8. Um, and now the 12-year-old is now um, 22, and she graduated college. And and um, I took her senior pictures, and today I took her college graduation pictures. And it's so crazy because... I mean, it's been four years, and those four years have gone by so fast. And she was telling me today that she had this amazing internship in Alaska, and her her um, degree is in marine biology. And um, she was just frustrated because I can just imagine, you know, being twenty one and thinking you have like almost, you know, a twenty in your twenties, you think you know everything, and you have all your ducks in a row and everything. And she's like now she can't do this like internship in Alaska you know because of this whole situation and um you know I just have to tell her you know sometimes you have to pivot and sometimes you may not be able to do what you want to do at this moment but the main thing I told her is that you have to stay positive you have to stay optimistic you have to stay because if you lose your positivity if you lose your 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 ability to stay optimistic and you also lose your growth mindset then then you're not going to be any good for yourself but you're not going to be able to like grow where you need to grow and you're not going to make things happen for your life and so you know I felt like I really needed to be like a light of positivity for her because I could tell that you know she was you know pretty upset because, you know, this whole situation is so different and it's not what she expected and it's not ex- what she expected for her life. And she kind of feels like she's taking a step back. And I feel that a lot of people right now feel like they may be taking a step back. But the most important thing is to realize that sometimes you have to take a step back in order to take the next steps forward. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a very interesting time here moving forward. Uh, I know that I had... You know, I mean, and this is, I know this is not in the grand scheme of things. I mean, what does it even matter? But like, you know, things that we had, you know, that we had planned, you know, I know in San Antonio. This is pretty funny. So, you know, Julio, finally, after years and years and years of getting in, trying, he finally got tickets for uh, (laughs) (laughs) Comic-Con. And for those of you who are not, tell them about Comic-Con. It's a cruel joke, man. It (laughs) is the cruelest joke that could ever happen to a person. I've been trying for over 10 years to get tickets to Com- San Diego Comic-Con. The only way you can get tickets to this thing are two ways. You either are... Actually, three ways. You're a artist that designs comics and you get to be showing your your comics at this place. You are a... Um, like a news source or like a, 
uh, basically like a reporter that can go out there and report on Comic-Con, or you have to go into this online queue to get your tickets. So the way this basically works is once a year, they open up this digital queue. They'll send you a link. You sign up everything. They'll send you a link. And what you basically do is you enter this waiting room and hopefully by the chance of a draw, you get moved into the ticket selection section. You have a better chance of like, I don't know. I don't know. Finding a penny in like a, I don't know. You name it. Needle in a haystack. Then you are to get tickets. I've been trying for over 10 years to get tickets. And I no lie, when this thing opened up last year, and it literally I tried it out again. I said, you know what? I know I've tried every year, and I never get through. I just want to try one more time. And I tried again, and boom, I got moved in. And I got moved in when there was still every ticket available for every night. And I flipped it. I'm like, oh my god! I bought all, I bought all the tickets I could. And then, of course, what happens? Coronavirus. <laughs> I'm like, man, I can't catch a break! <laughs> But you know what? The good thing is, you know, it, I, I can still use my tickets for next year. And I, I know this is like minuscule compared to all the crap that is going on in the world. But I just I, I just thought I was like, really? Really? The what one year. Your luck. I'm Your telling luck. you, man. I have the luck. Of, I have the luck of everything, man. But, you know, the good thing is I hope I'll be able to use my tickets next year. It'll be great. And, you know, there'll be a silver linings that I don't lose that money. And I don't lose those tickets. So. What That's else is? Let's see what else. We we started a garden. God, I, we you started I did. a garden. I started a garden. I just water it. <laughs> it helps water, yeah. Because sometimes the water hose is a little hard to. I've get. also started pickling prunes. <laughs> we don't pickle prunes. I'm pickling prunes. Prunes. Um. Yeah. So um, started growing some tomatoes. We got some a few tomatoes. And by a few, I only mean two. <laughs> Coming in, but cross your fingers. Hopefully, there's more. We got. A few peppers, which is exciting. Um, make a good stir fry. She hasn't killed the plants yet, which is yes. amazing. Yes. <laughs> I think JJ was good practice. So, <laughs> um, And we have lots of herbs. And so um, what's exciting is pretty soon I'll be putting in an actual legit garden with actually some raised beds and um, a few, only four. So um, it'll be fun to try to see how many plants I... Do not kill. All you need now is un pio pio, and we got eggs going, and we're oh, good to chickens. go. We can't have chickens. That would be cool. Hey. But I don't like birds, so. You could be like, oh, pretty bird. <laughs> <laughs> Dame huevitos. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, man, it's like all we need now is just a pitchfork, and I can be like, and some overalls, and I can be a farmer. We can take that picture, you know, with the, you know, that iconic, I don't know what it's called. But you know what like, the farmer know, the is? It called the, the farmers or the farmer? Know. I don't know. Uh, everyone knows what I'm talking about. The iconic picture. Raise your hands if you know what she's talking about. <laughs> I'm pretty sure people <laughs> do. You know who would know? Art people. They would know. They'd be like, oh, you're talking about the farmers in the den. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that's called. Anyway, so that's all about that's new. Yeah. So going I mean, on with us. So before we close out, like we've done in, always in the past, any new books that you're reading recently um yeah i'm reading one called the paris orphan i let me guess it's an orphan in paris yes <laughs> oh don't read the book anymore i got you <laughs> <laughs> um of course it's another world war ii uh let it go man fiction. this is i i love that let genre. it go spielberg <laughs> but what's really crazy is okay so everyone i think about you know everyone's like world war ii 
veterans. They're amazing, which they they are. Um, Shout out. But even though it's historical fiction, she the author tries to bring in factual information. And, I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess I, I mean, I guess I do live in this kind of um, bubble. And I don't think people do certain things. And But I didn't realize, like, so there's two things she brings to light. So one of the things is um, it's a it's a, a girl who becomes a journalist um, and how it was so hard. I mean, I didn't, duh, it's still hard for women to try to, you know, get certain jobs and get a certain amount of pay. But she talks a lot about the conflicts that, you know, women journalists had um, out, um, out in World War II trying to get stories across and that like their stories that they try to get across were censored so much that, you know, they could only print about like how to make biscuits or, you know, some stuff that just is so mundane. Um, but her, one of the stories that she's trying to say is like how, um, the French women were being raped, um, in World War II, not only by the nazis but by american soldiers Mm. um and you know i honestly i didn't even think that happened and um it's really you know because you learn about world war ii and you learn about the battle of normandy and you know d-day and just everything but they don't cover that and so this book although fictional his historical fiction um she does touch on some things that happened um so it's helped me grow my knowledge of you know obviously world war ii but just just different things of a different time period in general so that's what i'm reading interesting very i'm also reading a keto diet book oh dear god who does keto anyone mm. do does raise your hand there you go i see you i see you in <laughs> great tie by the way oh my gosh <laughs> shut your face but yeah so this was fun we're back yes. We're back. We took a little bit of a hiatus. Took a little bit of a break just to figure this whole world out. Now we're back. And instead of on Fridays, we're going to be publishing on Mondays. Yes. What? What? You can start your Monday work from home Monday morning. Start your week off. With us. And sunshine. And magic. Look at my face. Woo. Oh, God. Not really looking at your face here. Look at it. (laughs) I'm going to send everybody a picture of my face. I'm sure they'll love that. They'll be like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. All right, buddy. So we thank you for joining us for another episode of Awesomeness and Hold Up How Much. And as always, I am joined here by Leslie. Anything you want to say to the people before we go to bye? Say goodbye. We sure did miss you guys. And uh, we got lots of messages on where the heck we were. Um. (laughs) Especially this one guy from Finland. Where are you? (laughs) That never happened. (laughs) But. (laughs) I miss you. (laughs) You're so weird. I want to hug you in my voice. Hug. Here it is for you. Oh Oh my God. You're so weird. But as always, uh, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and follow us on Instagram. Follow us on we're not we're on the tweeter, are we? No, no we're, we're, not, we're on the tweeter. Okay, so don't don't follow us on Twitter. If you see if you see us on the POPO, that's not us. Okay, <laughs> that's a that's, that's probably our, our doppelgangers. Oh my god! But just for just, and as always, you know, f- share Please, share to yes. all your friends. Tell us about how much how much you love us. And we miss you. You know, like we're friends over in Sweden. And then uh, just as always, you know, I'm Julio. I'm Leslie. And this is hold up. How much? Talk to you guys later. Bye.